Welcome to the Entrepreneur's Visiting Victor podcast with Victor Dadaj, where you'll hear stories and strategies to help increase your sales and grow your business. Here's your host, Victor Dadaj. All right, welcome to Entrepreneur's Visiting Victor. I'm your host, Victor Dadaj. I hope you're having an amazing day so far. Today, we have an awesome guest. He is a top producing senior executive with over 14 years of expertise leading various teams in strategic business planning, digital marketing, product development, and innovation to record-breaking revenue and growth targets within large-sized Fortune 500 companies to hyper-growth startups. He's also renowned as a high-energy and resilient thought leader with strong acumen for a product and marketing role at the executive level. And his company, Digicom, is an award-winning advertising agency that has 15 teamers. And in 2022, they work with 50 partners managing $10 million in media while retaining 82% of their clients. So let's welcome Heyman Varshney. How are you doing today, Heyman? Hey, Victor. I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, it's wonderful to have you on. I'd like to get started by asking you to please share your story. How did you wind up becoming an entrepreneur? Uh, sure. So, uh, I learned a lot from my father. My father was an entrepreneur. Uh, he was in the import-export business and used to manufacture clothing for Macy's, Sears, Belk, Dillard, um, you know, a lot of large-scale retailers. And uh, I was very fortunate to grow up and learn uh, kind of a lot from him, um, you know, be uh, in the front seat with him, watch him uh build out his business he pretty large operations um you know spanning uh, across five different countries so uh and what that kind of taught me uh and and my and my father pushed me uh was to go into business and uh and so you know i've uh, i've i've tried to build out uh multiple companies uh most of them maybe not have done the best but uh you know uh uh my passions in marketing, uh, I, I really do enjoy what I do. And I've been able to build out an agency where we're 16 people now. So, um, you know, just kind of heads down working. Awesome. That's good. So, yeah, so you had someone good to learn from. You watched your father doing in import exporting and you saw the things he did. He was a pretty big uh, company, worked in five different uh, countries. And, um, you know, he encouraged you to go into business and you've been working that ever since. And you've you've done a number of different companies, and like with all entrepreneurs, not all of them did as well as you wanted to. But that happens once, but you learn, you move on, and you continue yeah. growing. So, so you mind talking about some of your 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 early experiences once you get started your early businesses? Yeah. So, uh, way you know, way uh, back in the day, maybe like fourteen, fifteen years ago now, uh, I was building a company called tutor me and basically at the time we took uh the paint application and video conferencing and you know built a technology so that you could uh have online tutoring and um but i guess the the challenge uh back in 2010 and 2011 you know all pre covid it's uh the technology maybe wasn't advanced enough or uh we were very very early to market for a, a product like that um, but what that did taught, uh, teach me a lot was how to build out products, how to build out applications, um, how to design sites, uh, work with engineering teams. Uh, so, you know, did learn quite a bit there. And then, 
uh, kind of what Digicom grew out of. Um, so originally Digicom was supposed to be uh, a company where uh, we had multiple websites under it. And one of the, the ma- major projects that I was working on was to help my dad sells stock lot closeout goods. So basically took uh, like an Alibaba, Thomas Net and India Mart and aggregated uh, about 1.5 million vendors on site. Uh, the challenge though was it, it was pretty expensive to build that application. Um, and uh, so, you know, I kind of pivoted away from that and went right into marketing and uh, pivoted uh going from building this application to going into consulting and building out an agency because that's essentially you know a bigger part of my my skill set got it um so basically yeah so basically you've got you've had a lot of different experiences you know you know about 14 years ago you did tutor me which was like an online education video conferencing and uh, online tutoring and um and it might have not been advanced, so people may not have been ready for it, but it was a learning experience. So like all entrepreneurs, you learn yeah. from it, you got better, you learn how to deal with teams, deal with engineering teams, how to build up products. And you, you've you learned to deal with challenges. You learn to overcome challenges. And you learned over the years as you worked in Digicom that your, your real love, what you're good at is marketing, consulting, building agencies. And, that's, and you've learned to focus on the things you're good at. And I guess you probably um delegate to the th- you know the things you're not so good at to other people which is what smart leaders do so so definitely some good stuff there so um what i like to know is uh so would you say your favorite job has been the, the marketing jobs you've had you know consulting people has that been the favorite stuff you've enjoyed doing in your career yeah uh i think you know just yeah, my role, right? So whenever uh, I'm working with a, a client, it's to solve their various business challenges for them to market to consumers and acquire new consumers and or customers. And uh, and those com- those challenges for each business that I work with change. Uh, one client might have challenges with their website. Another client might have challenges with their unit economics, right? And so uh, it's always a different puzzle and it's always breaking down the numbers and, and you know, putting the science behind the art and understanding where we can help our partners fill that gap and then going out and making those changes and testing our hypotheses and then over time iterating and, and essentially helping, you know, grow the grow, growing those respective businesses. Awesome. Very good. All right. So I'd like to ask you next, like, who have been the three most influential people in your life and how have they impacted you? Three most influential people. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, you know, of course, I think it goes without saying, uh, you know, my, my parents um, and, you know, my, my, my dad, like teaching me a lot about business. Uh, and then I would say, some of my leaders that I that I've worked with, I think, uh, you know, uh, and I have two leaders here that I want to call out: Roma Vicchio, uh at American Express, and then her and I later worked at TheStreet.com together, um, and also Stuart Hollinshead. Um, they both taught me a lot in terms of like team management process, uh, uh, in terms of innovation and trying new things, and you know, um, and. And I just kind of 
every year I tell them, and it's been years since we've been work, working together, but every year I tell them, you know, at least one time, like, Hey, listen, like, you know, I appreciate, uh, take you guys taking me under your wing and, and teaching me. Well, that's awesome. And it's always good. You know, like you mentioned Roman Stewart, you mentioned your parents, especially your dad teaching the business. It's always good to have, you know, mentors are a very important part of this process. They can teach you so much. They can help you save you a lot of time and try to figure out everything on your own, save you a lot of time, hassle, frustration, and distress. Because, you know, you try to figure things out on your own, it can be, it can drive you up the wall and it could take so long. But you have like these mentors that you mentioned, they could just save you so much time and effort. And and and, and that's one of the great value of having a mentor that can just help you out so yeah. much. So, so definitely thanks for uh, sharing that. So, Next thing I'd like to ask is, um, you know, for someone who's getting started in their career, you know, like starting out as an entrepreneur, what is one piece of advice you would give to them? You know, what to expect, what to avoid? Yeah. Because because as entrepreneurs, we have all kinds of expectations and a lot of times it's not what we expect. Yeah. Uh, okay. You're going to run into challenges constantly. And that those challenges are inevitable. Um, every business has an up cycle and a down cycle and, you know, seasonal periods or cyclical, uh, periods that the business goes through. Um, sometimes the, you, you know, you might be able to onboard a bunch of business, but you need to hire up and support it. Other times you need to figure out how to get rid of excess inventory. You're always going to have some sort of challenges. And, um, you know, if you're uh, an entrepreneur and you're leading the ship, it's important to, uh, to stay calm, to stay cool, to stay collected, to ensure that you're putting your team first and, um, you know, ensuring that they're happy, they're healthy. And then also, I think being transparent, it's very important. Um, uh, talking through the challenges with your team, empowering your team to, you know, come up with ideas and uh, work through these challenges with you. And then uh, as as you're working through everything, be adaptable, right? Like just because you did something one specific way for a while, um, there might be better ways to do it. And I don't mean in the sense of like, hey, there's like legal processes that you have to follow in a specific way. I mean, you know, in, in terms of like a distribution strategy, say you're selling a product and it's always been on Amazon. And for some reason, something happened on Amazon. And now all of a sudden your sales have dropped 40%, 50%. Well, how else can you sell that product, right? Like what other platforms can you get on that is like Amazon? Is it an Etsy? Is it, uh, you know, is it, um, if, if you're a furniture uh, company, there, there are different platforms you can sell your furniture on or, or something of that nature. Or how do you build, you know, an e-commerce shop to support uh, any sort of loss in sales? And so I think it's, you're always going to face challenges uh, if, as long as you're solution oriented and, that you can, you know, lead your team in a calm, cool, collected way. Um, you'll come out on top. And again, if if you fail, uh, you know, a failure is only a failure to me. If you didn't learn something about it, if you failed at something, then ask yourself, what happened? Why? How do I improve on this next time? I like that. Some really good stuff there. Uh you're always going to run into challenges. I That's so true. And it's never going to be smooth sailing. It's going to be up and down. It's going to be seasonal. It's going to be cyclical. You're going to have some good days, some good weeks, some good months, some bad months, some bad you know, weeks. And what I, what I, one thing I love is be put your team first. And because the ones that don't, the ones just focus on themselves but don't really pay attention to the team, 
team is not is not loyal to you, they're not as productive, very often they're going to leave you. But if you put the team first, you appreciate them, you reward them for the good work, they're going to be loyal to you, they're going to be loyal to the company, they're more likely to say, and they're going to produce the hell, you know, really produce for you. So I like to be transparent with them, empower them. I, I, I thought that that's really really key empowered the team i thought that was a really great piece of it and when you talked about being adaptable to these challenges i mean so many things are going to happen you know you're doing something that's working for one two three years and i think i mean three years ago COVID happened <laughs> so many things changed how people were doing business how they were making the money you had to adapt because some of the things you did was not going to work at least not for the next year or two so you had to adapt you make sure and those that did not change they went under but you have to be yep. flexible change. So, you know, COVID, I think, is a perfect example. You always have to be flexible. Find, you know, how do I do things differently? It's not working this way anymore. And and I like what you said about fail. It's like, if something goes wrong, something doesn't work out, learn from it. You know, see, what what can I do better? How do I learn from my mistakes? So if you learn from it, you're not really failing. You only fail when you quit. So, you know, I, I, there's an acronym for fail, which is first attempt at learning. So those of you, as long as you learn from it, and it teaches you for the future, I think it's great. So definitely some really good stuff there. Next thing I'd like to ask you is, what is your favorite productivity hack for entrepreneurs to use? What has worked for you the best for productivity? Uh, productivity, okay, so I like to do something. Okay, so uh, Saturday mornings, tear down what happened the previous week. You know, notate any sort of challenges you might've faced. Sundays, uh, and you know, I'm 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 not saying spend your entire like day breaking everything down. Although sometimes you might have to, um, but just you know, creating a a list of this is what worked, here's what didn't, here's what's next for the week, and then uh, and then kind of building out your plan for the week uh, on Sundays, spending 15, 20 minutes, thirty minutes uh, before you get into your office on Monday. I think that is super helpful, uh, and that can kind of set you up uh, to kind of hit the goals that, you know, you're outlining for the week. And then I've, I've two more productivity hacks. It's uh, every morning, the team and I, we do a stand up round Robin of here's what I'm working on today. Here are challenges I foresee. Uh, and what that allows you to do is communicate with the team about where you are, what's going on, being transparent. And if you do need help, somebody can jump in. That's, you know, that's, always um, something that can be very helpful for all of your team members, because if there are challenges, then there's a forum to discuss it. Um, stand up normally takes about 15 minutes. We do it every morning uh, at 9.45. And then, um, and then also employing the two minute rule for me. So if something's going to take me two minutes or less, uh, as I'm working through things earlier in the morning, uh, I'll do it now. If some, uh, if something, if there's a workflow dependency on me that I need to kick off a workflow stream and it needs to go to somebody else, I will get all of the workflow dependencies done first and then work on my own things. Because what that allows me and the team to do, it's if there are other dependencies, those streams get kicked off and other, you know, other team members start working on it. And then the things that I, I need to do directly that I am directly responsible for, um, that don't have other dependencies, I start, you know, and I start working on those. And by the end of the day, you have work streams kicked off. Everybody knows what's happening across the business and you complete, you know, your, your own kind of projects and uh, items you got to take care of. That's some good stuff. I like that. What you said about the workflow dependencies, how it all works out with you and the team. That's really good stuff. I like the Saturday turn. I just review what happened during the week, 
what worked, what didn't, and and um, and it just you gotta really look at it because this the thing. If you're not going over what you're doing, you can't figure out what's working, what's not. It's just, there's a saying, what gets measured gets managed. If you don't review what you're doing, if you don't know your numbers, saying this took too long, this took three hours, this took four hours, you know, I could probably do this, uh, you know, maybe an hour less time I could spend on it. This is what I need to do to focus on. So I like that. You, how can you improve? So that, that's great. Um, next is plan your week on Sunday for That's really important because a lot of people don't. If you don't know, if you don't plan out, you have no idea what to get started on. And you're going to waste a lot of time. But you have the week planned out. You're going to say, okay, at, you know, 9 o'clock, I'm going to do this. 10.30, I'm going to do this. 11.30, I'm going to do this. You get everything done. You're ready to get on. And it goes into your subconscious mind. Your subconscious mind, when you're going to yeah. sleep, is ready to attack it. So I, I really like that. Uh, and uh, Ron, Ron, the stand-up, the 15 minutes you guys do every morning at 9.45, what you're doing, what challenge you're facing. And, you know, it's also... You said they can get help from someone if something they're, they're having trouble with something. Maybe someone from the group can help them out. So again, that gets a lot of things done. It doesn't waste a lot of time. They say, okay, I can help you with this, or this person can help me with that. So definitely some really good stuff there. So definitely some good productivity hacks there. Uh, next thing I'd like to ask you is, what are three books you could recommend to your audience that you find very helpful to you and that they would find helpful as well? Sure. Uh, I think there's so many, but I think... Uh... The first book that I always like to recommend is The Lean Startup by Eric Ries. Uh, you know, it just teaches you about being agile, different uh, agile strategies, iterative learning. I um, think that's really like a very core staple of what we do, especially because, you know, we work with a lot of startups and the goal is to grow and iterate and, and continue learning. Um the next one I personally like, uh, and I think it's you know great for any leader, it's called Principles by Ray Dalio. Uh, there's a number of different principles uh, or ideas that uh, Ray has uh, leveraged uh, to build out, you know, Bridgewater in his uh, in, 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 and in his personal life, where uh, where I've been able to you know extract some of. Uh, his principles, and he also encourages you to create your own principles, um, which, you know, I, I do really like. And then uh, the third one, I'm going to go something that's not just business related. Uh, uh, you know, I'll, I like the book called Sapiens. Um, it talks about like human brain development, uh, talks about how food and, and trade have come together, um, you know, and how that's helped with like uh, cognitive development. And uh, it's just a very, very interesting um, book to read. So I would say those three. Got it. Okay. So the Lean Startup, I've heard of that book and you know, I've been, I've been thinking about picking that up. Uh, Principles of Ray Dalio, you know, Ray's an amazing guy and Sapiens uh, talking about human brain development. And, 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 you know, you made me think about something else, you know, with human brain development, because I think that's so important. Um, how important would you say, uh, personal development and work on your mindset has been for your career, for your success. Has that been an important part for you? Yeah, I think per, like personal development takes so many different forms, right? There's a, there's a career-based personal development. You need to get better at this skill set or learn this. But then there are also those times when you're traveling, you're learning, something doesn't go right. There's a breakup. There's, you know, family hardships, whatever it is. And like, you know, as, as humans, we experience a lot of different emotions and personal development to me also is sitting down and taking the time to understand how you're feeling, why you're feeling like that, how you could also be 
you know um just a better human um you know there's 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 quite a number of different strategies for you know each each of those topics but it's just it's very important to be introspective and reflective of what you're doing and i like the last part being introspective and reflective what you're doing be a better human and you know just listening to you and you know just looking over the things you do i mean one thing I, i'm getting a lot out of you and i think there's something important for people to really pick up and let me know if you agree with what i'm um, saying it seems like uh, you're very important on focusing you know obviously take care of yourself but also focus on other people serve them help them help your team the people that work for you and also your customers and your clients because you take care of that you make you happy you're going to keep coming back to you. And not only that, they'll recommend other business to you. And I think yeah. some businesses are just solely focused on the money on just getting it, but they're not focused on how they can make the experience better for their clients. And I think, you know, you have an 82% retention rate, which is really good, really outstanding. And that's much higher than most of the other companies. So would you say that a big factor of your success has also been just Focus it on because there's the same by Zig Ziglar. You help enough people get what they want, they'll help you get what you want. So you think a big factor yeah. is your success is just serving and helping other people as well as your team. Yeah. So uh, exactly, you know, it's uh, it's making sure team is good first, and then making sure our partners are good. Um, if I know that, you know, if my team's uh, like their mental state's good, uh, and you know they're rested, they're happy. Um, they're ready to work and contribute and continue learning. Uh, and if they're in that mindset and, you know, we were taking care of our customers and putting our clients first, then they'll take care of our clients, right? So um, it's just one giant feedback loop, but it all starts with taking care of the team, taking care of the clients and partners you work with. And then, you know, it it comes back around. Awesome. I love that. And do you have any other last uh, pieces of advice for audience listening? You know, you know, something helpful to them that, you know, any, you know, something you recommend for being successful in business or in general? Yeah. Um, you know, uh, I kind of touched on this like earlier. It's just like, get out there, try, try things, learn things. If you're going to fail, fail fast, and, you know, just Try, try to understand the points that worked and what didn't work. I think all of that is very important. Um, and then I think for any business owner, uh, you have to know like your numbers and cash flow and what's going on with revenue, whether you know you're a partner or um, you're you know leading everything. It's very important to understand like what that looks like because ultimately that helps you grow your business and, you know, employ your team and do all the things you kind of need to do. So it's like, you know, I think if, if there's one part, even if you're not well-versed in it, you always have to know your numbers. Like, don't be, you know, the business partner that's like, oh, my partner takes care of this. Be the business partner that's like, my partner leads this, but I also am aware of, you know, what's going on in the business. So it's very important. No, absolutely. So I like to try, try, learn, you know, fail forward, fail fast, and then learn from it, figure out how you can do things better, and just, you know, keep pushing. And know your numbers and know the cash flow, the money, all that stuff. And, and like you said, don't be the partner that says, oh, my, my partner focuses on the numbers. There have been too many cases because they didn't know the number and the partner did that there was some shenanigans going on and they lost a lot of money or the my partner mismanaged it. Whereas if he had the other partner known that what was going on, he'd say, hey, we shouldn't be doing it, shouldn't be doing that. And maybe the 
company may not have gone under. So I think I agree. You got to know your numbers. That's the only thing. That's the only way you're going to know more if you're doing well and you can keep improving. So if you don't know your numbers. You have no idea what's going on in your company. So I, I agree. That's something very uh-huh. important. Um, so listen, Heyman, I want to thank you so much for being on the show. You know, you shared a lot of great value, a lot of great tips. It's been a real pleasure having you on. And if people want to get in touch with you, what's the best way for them to contact you? Sure. Uh, check out our website, digicom.io. Our socials are digicom.io. Uh, and, uh, you know, feel free to email me directly and just put, uh, you know, Victor's podcast uh, in, in the subject line at uh, Heyman at digicom.io. Awesome. Thanks again, Heyman. Have yourself a great day. Thank you. You too. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you've enjoyed listening, please smash that subscribe button so you don't miss any of our amazing episodes. Please also leave a five-star rating review and have an awesome day.